Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Line of the gospel that I want to reflect on this morning. Everyone in the crowd sought to touch him because power came forth from him and he healed them all. I know we hear these things so often and it's just like we get numb, I don't know if numb is the right word, but we just become insulated to the power of what we're actually hearing. I mean, 2,000 years ago on a stretch of level ground, throngs of people, hundreds, maybe thousands, we don't know, from the surrounding region of all these areas, these coastal towns, Tyre, Sidon, which were pagan territory, Jerusalem, Judea, obviously Israelite territory, all of these people were clamoring, coming, like scurrying to get to this particular spot because this man, this Yeshua of Nazareth was there. They had to get close to him in the hopes that if they just could maybe touch him, then their whole world would be changed. If they could just get near him, they could touch his clothes, touch his skin, touch his body. They might be healed. They might experience transformation, salvation, who knows what. So I was thinking about that. I just kept thinking like, honestly, how different How different, objectively so, from their situation is ours presently right here, right now, this morning, as we sit in Mass, right? Is he, is he not here, this one that they were clamoring to get to? Is he not here? Is not the same Jesus, right? The same Jesus resplendent and radiant and glory, resurrected power, yes, though veiled by bread and wine, hidden in humility, is he not here? Is he not going to be here in a moment, right? Has he not journeyed from heaven to earth to stand on this level ground that God puts himself within reach of us? Has he not taken that initiative to draw close, like so wildly, intimately close? Is he not here? Notice how it's, it's, in the gospel, it's their desire to touch him. Notice, though, how, like, it's been reversed in an astounding way that, like, it's his desire to touch us. I mean, even in the incarnation, that was what one of Thomas Aquinas's, um, when he gave reasons for the incarnation, why the Son of Man took on flesh. One of the reasons, he says, the phrase he uses is amanoduxio which means to take us by the hand. Like he came to, to get close, to touch us, to reach into the deepest recesses of our hearts, those parts that are most alienated from love. And perhaps the only difference between our present reality and the gospel that we just heard is that perhaps our hearts are not clamoring like the crowd was to get close to him. You know, I forget who said it, but one of the, the, tr- one of the, the 
tragedies of, um, I don't know, contemporary Catholicism in some ways is we get so accustomed to that which is magnificent. There's nothing worse than growing accustomed to that which is most majestic, most magnificent. That's a hazard, an occupational hazard of being a daily mass person. You come close to the mystery every single day. It's especially true of priests. You come close to the mystery every single day. And you stop seeing it. You stop realizing what you're actually doing. Like Jesus, right? I not only, I not only get to touch the hem of your garment, but you'll come into my body beneath the roof of my mouth. You will enter in and like, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come to me. That you, be, that you would be so eager to, to in the words of Jesus to St. Faustina, that you would desire to snuggle up to this sinner's heart as close as you do. I guess the question for us this morning is, are we aware? Are we awake? Like, yeah, it's daily mass. Yes, it's simple. It's more stripped down, fewer people. But every mass is what we just heard in the gospel. I want to close here by praying together a, uh, a prayer that Thomas Aquinas wrote. It says, prayer before the celebration of the Mass. Listen to his awareness of what he's about to enter into and notice the graces he's anticipating, what he's asking for from the Lord in and through the Mass. This is his prayer. This is our prayer. Almighty and ever-living God, I approach the sacrament of your only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. I come sick to the doctor of life, unclean to the fountain of mercy, blind to the radiance of eternal light, and poor and needy to the Lord of heaven and earth. Lord, in your great generosity, heal my sickness, wash away my defilement, enlighten my blindness, enrich my poverty, and clothe my nakedness. May I receive the bread of angels, the King of kings and Lord of lords, with humble reverence, with the purity and faith, the repentance and love, and the determined purpose that will help to bring me to salvation. May I receive the sacrament of the Lord's body and blood and its reality and power. Kind God, may I receive the body of your only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, born from the womb of the Virgin Mary, and so be received into his mystical body and numbered among his members. Loving Father, as on my earthly pilgrimage, I now receive your beloved Son under the veil of a sacrament. May I one day see him face to face in glory, who lives and reigns with you forever and ever. Amen.